It's WrestleMania week. It is WrestleMania week. It is Bloodsport. Is it Bloodsport 9, I think? I don't know. Ring of Honor week. Um, thousands of people converse and converging on freaking Los Angeles for WrestleMania. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Part 2, the sequel. Booker T as uh, freaking um, Jules Winfield in the poster was gorgeous. Did you see that? Nice, nice. Yeah, that was good. Dude, I don't feel like the uh, I don't feel like the ads have been nearly as good as the uh, the ones from WrestleMania 21 though. The uh, the parodies haven't been nearly as much fun. Oh, agreed. But I'm not that excited for WrestleMania. I'm excited for the old Ring of Honor. I'm excited for uh, Supercard of Honor, obviously. Which one is this one? This is I got it. Uh, nine, maybe 14, 22. 16, I don't know. 16, 16. Supercard of Honor at the Galen nice. Center in Los Angeles, California. Gonna be a good time. Uh, we got a bet coming up. We're gonna uh, go over that. Yeah, I don't think it's all. I think it's all good, man. Freaking. Uh, yeah, I think I'm more. I'm more excited for this WrestleMania than I've been for. Couldn't tell you last time I was actually looking forward to a WrestleMania. I was kind of looking that. forward to the last one with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold, but mm-hmm. I was only looking forward to that. But to, yeah. to an actual Mania. Mm. Yeah, I mean this one's got like, they're converging two big storylines. You got the uh the bloodline storyline with uh Roman and Cody and then the Usos versus uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then you got freaking uh the father and son feud with Rey Mysterio and Dominic. And I'm 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 interested to see where that one's gonna like that's the match I'm looking forward to the most because I can't legitimately predict what's gonna happen with it. No, not at all. You got a good point. Like, like if, if you don't want me asking, like, what is it about it that is difficult to predict? Well, like, like where you go from there. Like, in theory, like, you would think it's going to be, like, you know, they're going to have a record. Like, you know, they're going to, you know, whoever's going to win. And, like, you know, like, Dominic wins. Ray Mysterio, like, they hug. All's forgiven. Ray gives him the mask. And then Dominic freaking goes baby face from there but you know you could really you could see dominic uh, ray putting his son and dominic in his place you could see dominic cheating to win there's any there's any number of ways they could do it because you know we haven't officially heard this is uh this is ray's last match you know maybe so maybe no Uh, no not necessarily but like 
it kind of feels like that's where it's coming to. Like this is going to be either Ray's last match or Ray's last story. Like we're, oh. I mean, after you know he wanted to be around WWE long enough to wrestle with his son, and they won the tag titles. Now they're feuding, and like, you know, for Rey Mysterio, what other story is left to tell in WWE? That's a good point. Passing the torch is something I think that would be very important uh, to both of them, uh, especially because of how important it is within Lucha Libre just in general. And, I mean, like, you know, how, like, for, for those that don't understand, I mean, like, the, the juniors, I mean, like, you're not just a junior. Like, like that's a, that's a, that's not just something on your mantle. That's, like, a proud, like, you should thank the gods that you were given the junior if you were using someone else's name and that you were good enough to do it. And I know uh, Dominic isn't necessarily a junior, but the passing of the torch is something especially very important within the culture. Um, another thing that struck me is that if he if Dominic goes face, uh, his uh, goth, angry, crazy girlfriend they're probably going to have to break up and she's not going to take that breakup very well. And that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's things, you know, they're gonna, they kind of seem like they might be starting to break, at least put some dissension in the judgment day. Yeah. So, I mean, like they, they moved her Rhea to SmackDown to challenge Charlotte and, you know, Finn's kind of doing his own thing with edge and this never ending feud. Um, and Damian Priest is just kind of around. Like, he's he's going to be all right regardless. But, like, sure. it kind of seems like they might be maybe not ending the Judgment Day at Mania, but possibly starting to throw some more dissension in the ranks to lead to the breakup of them by the uh, probably by the end of the – I'd say if they last past SummerSlam, I'd be surprised as a faction. It's going to be a busy weekend, man, but I'm mostly excited for uh, Bloodsport and uh, Supercard of Honor. Um, you want to just go straight into the bet? Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, you, want to, you want to go with the, uh, with the, uh, what the pit, what's on the line? All right. So we use our the official Minefields betting coin, which is just an old quarter I found and crudely drew an X on, on one side uh, with an orange Sharpie. Uh, but... Uh, we are professionals, after all. 100%. I mean, we abided by the coin. You saw the flip. In, Har- in Harvey Dent, we trust. In Harvey Dent, we trust. Uh, well, I guess we got the name. We got Harvey here. But Harvey decided that rather than let me do my research like I usually do, I'm going to do my picks on the fly. Couldn't possibly go any worse, so why not? Statistically, I should have won a bet by now. (laughs) Like, it should have happened by now, just statistically. But hey, you know what? Uh, I like playing dangerously. That's how Minefield rules. And um, you've got your list. I will pick on the fly. And the winner, if you don't, you want to go into the what the uh, what the 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 spoils for uh, the winner. Alrighty. So, uh, with it being the end of March, almost April, uh, you know, comic, uh, comic con season is going to be upon us soon. And with that will come, uh, our second annual trip to, uh, Denver pop culture con fan expo or something like that. Legally, we can't say that. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, we uh, we decided the winner of this bet, the loser, will end up having to pay for a meet and greet of the winner's choosing. Okay. I Whether think it would be... Whether it would be, you know, Charlie Cox, Jim Lee, D'Onofrio, Christina Ricci, freaking Kevin Smith, John Bernthal, or Danny Trejo. Uh, we're, we're meeting Danny Trejo regardless. Like, so that, that's, I'm paying for that. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> Danny Trejo's happening. Um, who do you got? All right. Well, I actually, as a uh, as a Green Arrow fan, I'm going to go with meeting Kevin Smith. Ooh. I would like to get him to sign my Green Arrow number one. I've got a Green Arrow number one in the uh, Joshua Michael archives. I wouldn't mind getting signed. So you said you were going to go with Mr. John Bernthal. We got to get something Punisher signed. Either way, both of us win regardless. Uh, it kind of felt like. I, I liked having this bet because both of us are going to benefit regardless. Uh, but it, it's Mania. we got to do something. You know, we're Mania weekend. And um, we got to do something and we're going to have a little fun with the, the picks. Obviously, we got to get this out because it's coming out tomorrow. But freaking um, Supercard is on Friday. Yeah. Coming hard, coming fast. Supercard of honor. So... Like that, let's uh let's get into the bet. Let's get so. into the bet. All right, first match on the card. We have the world's six-man titles, the Embassy with Prince Nana, defending against AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. What do you got and why? You're asking me why when I have to pick randomly. <laughs> Alright, let's find hold on. I'm taking my notes here. Okay. We've got the, uh, let's see. You said Embassy, Air Fox, White Christian, and Metallic. Yep. Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and land on the Swolverine on that one just because I just... He's a pony I've had my money on for a long time ago. And freaking... I met him at Supercar to Honor back in New Orleans, and he was a stand-up gentleman to me. He's actually messaged me back quite a few times. Um, That was, like, back when that happened, but, like... But he's a just a great guy, and I, I'm rooting for him. So I'm going to go for uh, the embassy. All right. I'm also going to go for the embassy. You know, AR Fox isn't going to be teaming. If AR Fox was teaming with Top Flight, I would be far more inclined to go for AR Fox and his team. But uh, this just seems like kind of a thrown-together match to have some fun. So I'm going to go for an embassy retention. All right, next matchup for the Triple A Mega Championship. Fresh off his dream match with Kenny Omega, we have Iho Del Vikingo defending against Commander. Hmm. Who do you got? Yeah, you got to let me pick some first since I'm doing a random. I'm going with Commander just because I love Cobra Commander. All right. I am going to go with the Vikingo because he seems to be the uh, busier of the two these days. All right. Let me see. Next up, just announced this evening, we have uh, 
Daniel Garcia taking on Tanahashi. What do you got? Tanahashi, hands down. No question. I don't think, even like just logic and business aside, I don't think um, Gato's going to throw Tanahashi to the wolves and have him pull an L at Supercard Honor and after lending one of his top ponies. Yeah, but uh, Daniel Garcia's got the new gimmick and his hips don't lie. Freaking, he's a submission guy as well as a, uh, a sports entertainer under the uh, watchful eye of one Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm going Tanahashi. There's no doubt. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me see here. All right. For the, uh, the World Women's Championship match, we have defending champion Athena taking on Yuka Sakazaki. Mm. Are you going with the goddess or the magical girl? This is a tough one. Both of them are extremely capable. We also forgot to do a wild card on this one, um, but Athena. Okay. Alrighty, I'm I'm going Athena too. I just don't see I don't see Yuka pulling it out. I think it would be a heck of a match, but I think it's. Uh, Pretty easy pick on that one. I think this might be like a contender for pretty close to like match of the night. I think this is going to be a knockdown dragout. These women have a lot to prove, uh, especially you know uh, Sakazaki's you know been in so many different feds in the past couple of years, and Athena after everything that happened in NXT and WWE. Uh, I mean, I I really see these girls, both of them women. Forgive me, uh, having something to prove <laughs> and wanting to go and put on a barn burner and do their best to do something that's as memorable as it can possibly be. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go for something a little less guaranteed. All right. We, for the, to crown new ring of honor world tag team champions, we've got the reach for your sky, reach for the sky ladder match. We've got the Lucha bros taking on the kingdom versus Aussie open from new Japan. Versus Top Flight. Versus Roosh and Drillistico. They're representing El Faccion de Ingobernables. Of those five teams, who are you going with? Kingdom. Okay. Why and Kingdom? The reason I'm picking Kingdom is because while I was uh, drunk and high stumbling into Super Crowd of Honor in New Orleans, uh, the Kingdom was outside doing their uh, DX gimmick. And engaging with everybody. And I'd have thought it would be a good idea to engage in them. And they destroyed me. It was so great. They, they, they went so full heel on me. And I was trying, man. <laughs> I was trying. The rider's mind was going. But it just kept, kept, kept hitting these, like, you shouldn't have had so many shots before you got out of the taxi and smoked that joint, like, over there. <laughs> and decided to go and talk to these guys. But they were cool. I was, I was walking away, uh, I, like, I mean, they stayed in character, but I was walking mm-hmm. away. I like, I like, I kind of leaned in. and was like, "Hey, man, that was, I appreciate you." Like, give them thumbs up, and like, they gave me like, "Yeah, we, it's cool, man." Like, you know, thanks for like engaging. You know what I'm saying? Because no one else yeah. was really like doing that. They they were wanting that, 
And, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not a good promo dude. Like, you know, especially in those circumstances. But I want them to succeed because they... It's one of those um, instances where you meet, like, someone you really respect. Because I really loved the kingdom just in general. I was so stoked to just bump into them like that and them be in full character. And But for them to, like, give the fan experience like that, like, absolutely. Like, go kingdom. Okay. Hmm. I had also gone with the kingdom, but I'm going to actually switch my answer. I don't – hey, that – all right. I'm going to go. You I'm going to go with the Lucha Bros. I'm going Lucha Bros. Okay. They're easily the most probably high-profile of the teams. They've never been Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. No. I think there's definitely – if there's going to be anybody, it's going to be them. You're going to regret this decision. Are you sure? I'm going to give you one last chance. No, I'm going to go for it. Screw it. All right, cool. Friggin just so that way we've got two different matches that have uh, different picks on it. All right. So I'm going to Number six. See. All right. So for the, uh, for the Ring of Honor Pure Temp title – We've got current champion Wheeler Yuta taking on Katsuyori Shibata. Who do you got? Hmm. Retain Yuta. All righty. And I, I really don't... I, I don't know who any of those guys are. <laughs> I'm not familiar with any of those guys. It's, it's been... It's been a little bit. You don't know, who, don't know who Shibata is? Like, from, like, New Japan? Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like I've, I remember any of his matches, but it's not one of those, like, if I, re- like, I remember Kingdom matches. I remember Athena matches. I remember Samoa Joe matches. I I, I remember freaking um, uh, Brian Cage matches, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember any of his matches, yeah. man. I just remember the ones he had with uh, Stone Pitbull and myself, because he got... Hurt in that match for the uh, war uh, for the freaking IWGP title against freaking yeah, nah, pardon. No problem. But I'm also gonna go Yuta on that one. I think yeah, I think it's gonna be retention. All right. All right for the Ring of Honor TV title. We've got Samoa Joe taking on Mark Briscoe. Who do you got? Samoa Joe. We have not gotten to see the full ferocity of Mr. Samoa Joe in quite a long time. Now, I'm not saying that Samoa Joe has, like, you know, hasn't been doing a good job when he shows up in Mm -hmm. AEW. But I remember those ROH. the ferocity that he had mm-hmm. and uh mr uh, mark briscoe there is one of the few people on this planet that i think can keep up with him to really deliver the same intensity okay and the devotion to the craft the devotion to the fans i don't think any of them care who really wins as long as as long as they both survive the match and 
and make the fans happy. Because both of those guys know where their money is. The fans. And okay. it's I, I, I wanna see Joe go full crazy and obviously I don't want him to like hurt someone like he usually does, but um that's why I'm picking some that's why I'm picking Joe. Okay. I am picking Mark Briscoe for exactly the same reason. That's I think awesome. Joe I think Joe is going to darn near murder him, but I think this is going to cement Mark Briscoe as a singles babyface. That makes so much because sense. Because he is going to take everything Smojo has and give him a little bit more. I love your psychology on that one, man. That like I really do because like that's the one thing that really needs to happen because of all the things that Mr. Mark Briscoe needs to get away from. Unfortunately, and I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but he's got to figure a way to cement himself as a singles wrestler because is he, could you ever picture him with anyone else? Yeah, as far as the tag partner, no. I mean, he's got to, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately, given the, uh, the circumstances, but Correct. I think, I think this is going to be the match that hopefully will cement him as like as a single star like he's he's definitely held he's i think he's held the ring, the ring of honor tv title previously but I, like he's never never really been that single star he could be i hope i lose this one i hope i lose this one because i like even though i would rather meet uh bernthal on your dime uh mr mark means more to me than that uh, because he's put the work in man and like that that sort of match, especially since we're like in the same frequency of how it's going to go, but the result in result cementing Mr. Mark as a singles wrestler that could take on Samoa Joe and evolve into you know the next step of his career that means more to me than anything. Um, we got number last one. Yep, main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship. We've got Claudio Casagnoli taking on Eddie Kingston. What do you got? Ooh, this one's a tough one. <sighs> Obviously, I want Claudio to keep retaining, but Kingston... I'm going to go with Claudio because I want a long feud. Okay. I want the Heat post-Supercard to keep going and for the fans to keep being continuously engaged in Kingston and Claudio going at it because it's been a while since uh, there's been a, a real awesome feud that like I really was seriously invested in and hating loving both of them at the same time I'm going with Claudio alright I am also going with Claudio but I think he will cheat to win oh he's obviously going to cheat to win I think the whole thing will come down to the fact that freaking at the end of the day, he, he believes Eddie has no honor and freaking he's a, he's a scumbag. But at the end of the day, Claudio is going to cheat to beat him. Well, we keep the heat going. Yeah. This is, All right. this so is, let, let's, let, let's throw in a bonus. S's and G's. Okay. S's and G's. If there, if there's going to be a day, hold on, hold on. I just say, my headphones. Hold on. Right, sorry. Let's say there's there's going to be a with everybody being in LA this weekend. 
there's almost guaranteed to be a debut of some kind, whether it's somebody interfering in a match, somebody cutting a promo backstage, somebody sitting in the crowd. So let, let's say there's going to be a debut. Ooh. Who would you say there's going to be a debut of? Or perhaps somebody from Ring of Honor's past. Christopher Daniels. Okay. Wild card. All right. I'm going to go with another former uh, Ring of Honor world champion myself. I'm going to go for there's going to be an appearance by Nigel McGuinness. Why? Why on, the, why on Nigel? He's not in NXT UK anymore. Um, I think he's re- he's recently started doing uh, possibly a one-man show, maybe. But he's definitely uh, kind of getting out there a little bit more. And uh, it'd be cool to see him. That would be cool. Uh, Nigel's another guy that I know of that uh, most people in wrestling don't really have a bad word to say about. That's And difficult. it'd be real interesting to see. Uh, it'd be good to see him in this revived Ring of Honor in some capacity. Yeah, we have to have the wild card because if we don't have the. Okay, so. On, we are in absolute agreement on one. Two. I think five, five matches we are currently agreeing on. Yeah. Okay. Five. Okay. So so it's still possible that one can win. It's not like where it's gonna be boiled down to like. Yeah. Okay. I agree. This is actually my favorite bet we've ever done. It's interesting. It is interesting. Because I've overthought everything. I've overthought every single single one of them. Mm-hmm. Just to be on the safe side though. Okay. Let's uh let's sweeten the bet. We're not sweeten the bet, but let's uh let's make it a little more interesting. Let's double the points on if the uh on the bonus round. If one of our guys shows up instead of one point we get two. I dig it. I dig it. I was actually kind of thinking that and like uh, just random, you'll make fun of me, but freaking, uh, I saw this random like TikTok thing on iFunny today where it was like this guy pretending to be the, the muggle dad showing up at like parents day at Hogwarts. And he's like, wait a minute, what's this, what's this game Quidditch? Like, how did those guys win? Those guys were up 180 points earlier. Like, like I dig it. Oh, you are the muggle dad. I ain't no muggle dad. You are the muggle dad. No, I'm I'm at least Luna Lovegood's dad. The crazy psycho that's printing his his zine trying to get everyone to learn the conspiracy theories. Because if you didn't know, no, I'm, we're not going down that, that path. That would be Duff Doyle, let's face facts. Uh yeah. We gotta have Duff and have a a cons- yeah, a conspiracy a conspiracy theory thing. We also conspiracies featuring Duff Doyle. We also need to do a photo shoot with the Duffmobile. I can see it. Yeah, we need to do some photo shoots with the Duffmobile. Uh, I, I think I mentioned before uh, when we were recording a couple, like I think it was back in like freaking like uh, October, 
Age and I were getting stuff out of his truck, and the yellow car pulls up, and he's like, what, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's, that's Duffer's car. And he's like, of course it is. <laughs> but it's so cool. It's so cool. I showed my homegirl uh, and, and my girlfriend that car, and like, who drives that? I'm like, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. <laughs> and damn, Duffer. It's a good well, day. Ever since, ever, ever since Taz retired, man, Duffer's kind of got the, uh, he kind of swooped in and stole the color orange from everybody in pro wrestling. Yeah, he, he owns it. He owns it. I mean, like, if it wasn't for him, like, we'd lose, like, 20% of our audience. It's true. Hmm. By the way, I don't know if you remembered, but uh, we've got a little uh, ditty of a show coming up over at the uh, the castle. Eye of the Storm, April 8th. Head on over to New Era Pro Wrestling. Get your tickets. Yeah, we got a got main event featuring uh, Royce Isaacs versus our champion, Logan, for the uh, New Era Heavyweight Championship. We also have a six-way match featuring the return of the one and only big deal himself, Cormac Battle. Of course. I'm excited for that. It's been, it's been like four years since Mac has, has wrestled. I believe so. Yeah, it's been so like it'll be four. To see, uh, see what happens if the Mac attack is back, Jack. Yeah. Freaking, uh, you know, get that, that. We got freaking, yeah, we got some other ones that are, other matches we're looking to announce soon. I believe we have a debut we haven't talked about yet. So we'll talk about off screen. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we got a, we got seven hard hitting matches going on, man. It's looking to, looking to follow up our, Freaking fantastic show from last month where we returned and debuted at the castle and looking to uh, make it bigger and better than ever. Agreed. And um, we're, we're not trying to be freaking Johnny, we are better than everybody. No, that's not what we're saying. It was, I'm just trying to be Johnny Huckster and sell you a seat. $20. Huckster's. We we've got seats that need butts. $20. But I'm just thinking like like... Of all the work we put in, of all the work we put in, I I, I remember we're like we got to we have to have X amount of people, and then like that happened in like twenty minutes, and then it just kept coming, and then I remember uh, chilling with Junsu, we were leaning over the edge, and uh, freaking I'm like, does this feel vindicating for some reason? And he was like, yeah, it does. I mean, it's not like anyone's been hating on us. No one, like, we, we don't get that. Like, the Colorado, like, the the people we truck with are pretty great. Um, but I don't know what it was about that night. And I haven't been on a high, like, oh, we, we, we did so great. It's just more of, like, the work we've put in. And then that crowd. And is how amazing they were. And, and into the stories, man. Like, it was... It was justifying, like, finally the, the fruits of our labor and the, the crowd being so into it, man. Just the crowd just... Oh, no, definitely, man. For, you know, we had a great crowd. We had a loud crowd. We had a big crowd. You know, the wrestling was, you know, what it needed to be. The story was there. Freaking, the venue's phenomenal. The food was great. You know, you, you know, can't really complain, man. Just looking to, you know, just looking to make it bigger and better every outing now. Yeah. Got to, you know, keep the, uh, perpetuate the motion there, man, you know, and, uh, we've got the right people and we're just going to go to it, man. We hope you're there, minefielders, uh, or new minefielders out there. Just, uh, of course, Blockbusters every Saturday. Uh, if you miss a show, you're going to be a month behind, a month behind uh, match for match, but that's okay. 
Uh, you're still going to get the good product with, you know, never before, never before seen, you know, backstage promos and all the good stuff. But proud of our work, man. And New Era rules. It's, uh, it's where it's at. And we got a good bet going on here. And we got to get some comics going on, man. Oh, yeah, man. Should we start out with what's in the box? What's in the box? You go first. You, you got something epic. I know you do. I do. You want to go first? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, yeah, let me see. So there are only so many, there are so many deaths in comic books that are really kind of like, really kind of set, you know, it's Uncle Ben, it's Tom with the Martha Wayne. Oh, you're talking hardcoreness. Currently, there's Alfred. Yeah. You know, people come back from death all the time. You know, we've all heard a multitude of times Jean Grey's come back from the dead. It's almost it doesn't become matter laughable. Anymore. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, especially when they have like a love interest, you know, like uh, like Gwen Stacy or something like that. Yeah. You know, or in Daredevil's case, you have Daredevil one eighty one, the death of Electra. Oh, that's beautiful, Frank Miller. Uh, that's Frank Miller, man. That's beautiful. Yep. Special double sized <laughs> issue. Daredevil, Man Without Fear, 181. Bullseye versus Electra. One wins, one dies. That's actually really interesting in general, just like the history behind that. Um, Because Frank Miller was, you know, just a, you know, just the standard New Yorker guy, you know, writing comics, wears trench coat, all the good stuff. And, uh, you know, like his version of Daredevil was, like his version of uh, Batman, but in the Marvel Marvel. Uh, but mm-hmm. what really triggered what you're reading there, what you have in your hands there from a couple issues beforehand, is uh, he got mugged. Oh, yeah, he got beat up, and it it shattered his sense of security and his and almost his love for the uh, the city itself. And gotcha. that's one of the reasons that got that book going uh, as hardcore a, as it was. Um, I'm really proud you got that, man. That's that's awesome. Like uh, one of the f- first things that uh, we exchanged victims. You, you got me victims, like the graphic novel, because we we still got to go over that, by the way. Um, yeah. But uh, when Colin and I first started hanging out, he he gave me the uh, an extra copy he had of the Frank Miller run of Daredevil. That was all in there, and I got to read it in one full. I couldn't put it down, man. Like, oh, I'm, nice. I'm sure you've read them yourself, but freaking, uh, like a like it was a like I remember he gave it to me, and it was a hard night. Like I had a real bad night at work. I was having problems with my girl at the time, and I, you know, had a couple couple drinks and just settled down with that. And it was like it felt like reading the freaking never ending story. Um, awesome. Congrats on that, man. That's awesome. Uh, can you blink in Morse code how much it costs you so that we, uh, uh, Mrs. Morales? This is a, I actually got a, actually had a good deal on that one, man. I got it for 35 Really? Yeah. Uh, any uh, one of our good homeboys here in town get you the mad hookup on that one? No, uh, no. One of the uh, one of the guys over at the flea market had a copy. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, I gave you freaking uh, definitely a book I wouldn't mind, you know, didn't mind having in the collection, that's for sure. We gotta start showing up in disguise every now and then, man, because I think some of these guys see us coming. 
Because they know we're about to pay. Or we, they know we're about to throw down. Man, no, it keeps, keeps me freaking, you know, like I said, give me the, uh, definitely hooked it up. So I'm not going to, I'm not complaining about it at all. How much are you, uh, you're not currently working on a run of Daredevil. You're currently working on Iron Man, right? Yep. Or are you doing both? Currently sitting at see, 78 issues away from being done with my Iron Man run. Original run of yeah. Iron Man, by the way. Yeah, the first like. one, yeah. So let me see. So I'm currently 77% of the way through the through the run. That's awesome, man. Congrats. I actually picked my uh, what's in the box because I, I wanted to uh, tell a tale of a lesson. I've been turning what's in the box into a, uh, a moral quandary. Uh, I have my um, uh, saga number one. I actually, okay. have, I actually have two of these. Um, one's in one of the boxes in my storage unit, but um, uh, I was a week late on this one, actually, and I was reading one of i was actually reading the wizard and um they're talking about how good this brian k vaughn book i'm like i missed a brian k vaughn book like how the hell did that happen freaking like like i, I rushed over to speeding bullets uh uh one of the best comic stores in norman i think the only comic store at the moment other than this like wizard's place uh, i only went there once or twice they, they used to focus on just like dungeon and dragon and stuff but i think they do comics now but um okay hands down speeding bullets uh matt price running at uh, but, uh, show up and they've got two copies left and I saw the artwork and I was like, yeah, this one, I'm not a, I'm not one of those, um, image speculators, you know, I just, I want a good story and I, they had yeah. two and I grabbed one. I called Colin and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it, man. Like, of course, you know, it's like three bucks and he never got around, he never got around to it. It's in one of these boxes somewhere. Um, but freaking, um, when I, the reason I brought it up. It's worth uh, quite a lot of money, depending on how you, uh, what condition you find it. Mine is in, I want to say, probably in a 9.8. Um, I did physically read this one instead of getting the digital copy, but um, when I, the first Denver Comic Con, back when it was Denver Comic Con, I went to back in 2013, uh, Fiona Staples, the artist, was there, and she was like, she signed it, and, and I was like, can you put to to Joshua? And she was like, she got kind of got confused. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, this isn't for eBay. <laughs> like, I'm being buried with this. This is, it's good. And she's like, okay, cool, to Joshua. She put it on there, and it's like, uh, it, it it lightened the experience for her. Where, yeah. Does that make sense? Well, until you re- she realizes that your actual name is Ernie. <laughs> it's Ernesto. <laughs> Now I can only sell guys named Josh. <laughs> right, exactly. And she she could tell I wasn't some eBay speculator, man. Like 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 <laughs> this guy here, he knows his market. <laughs> guys named Josh. Uh, she <laughs> she was a peach, man. She was she was a wonderful woman to meet, and she, uh, man, like it's so funny thinking about like what Denver Comic Con was back in 2013, as opposed to Fan Expo in 2022. Um, mm-hmm. there was no line to meet her. I walked right up to her. Um, and, uh, 
you know, now, you know, it's, it takes us like 45 minutes or like, kind of beat out time next time. It took us like 25, maybe 20 minutes to make it from one end to the other. That was a long time. Maybe, yeah. And, uh, like my, my, uh, my iPhone watch was thinking I was working out the whole time, but freaking, uh, I brought it up because, uh, just, you know, I wasn't trying to be Mr. I'm better than other comic book collectors. I just, this is my copy. It's not, yeah. it's not going anywhere. I'm not one of those speculators that like bought as many as he could, you know, make some good money, you know, three years later or, or when Saga will eventually become a, a book. By the way, uh, Something is Killing Children just got picked up by Netflix. Oh, cool. And uh, uh, also the other uh, little mini thing here is uh, I've got my Indiana Jones, my, my Grail Diary. It's a small little moleskin I got, and it's only only for making annotations of what I need and what I'm searching for, just random things. I already have the page of, like, the grails, you know, freaking tick number one, first print, you know, the random stuff I'm really into and really love this little book. Nice. Here. And um, I want to bring that up. Just, you know, have, have a good time with your, your collecting, man, but... Uh, how do you like? I organize this by like um, by title, like uh, like started out with okay. uh, freaking um, the first thing I put in there was like all the She Hulk issues I need because we were talking about this when we were on the hunt the other day that I need every every single She Hulk ever to justify the Minefield Studio being the you know Jennifer Walters School for Wayward you know writers and artists. Mm-hmm. Got to have those, but I got to make sure I have those. And I found a really cool site that you know annotated like all the key issues, but also like like singularities of like this is a She Hulk book as opposed to like if you go to like Marvel dot com and it'll, it'll bring this huge list, exhaustive list of like every book she's been in, in but I still don't trust it. Like um, it it was like two hours of research of like what I was looking for, but that one uh, the website itself was. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Marvel.fandom.com really had uh, a lot of great insight. Had the years, had the people that wrote it, drew it, uh, how many uh, freaking uh, reprints were done. Oh, nice. Yeah, all, all those little things. I never thought to think that I might be buying uh, like a, a reprint of a you know, 1985 She-Hulk. Um also, the other thing I want to do is in the box is because we haven't talked about the rules in a while. Is uh, always we've been 50 50, but freaking if uh, homie's got an extra copy, it belongs to the other. Got an extra copy of Cosmic Ghost Rider number one, I actually bought. I forgot about it like th- th- two weeks ago and bought one when we were on the hunt this weekend. I was like, yeah, I want to make sure you know. Got one for you, man. But, uh, Sweet. Appreciate it. It's the rules, man. Like you hook your homie up, man. Just how it goes. Freaking, uh, you, you stayed true to the rules. Like you, I got three of the four freaking, uh, year one cause of you. And then not only, not only did you hook me up with three of the four, it was one, two and four. It was missing three. And you already told me where to find three. And we went straight there to my uncle Ed's man. That was gnarly. I appreciate that. Cheers to you. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah, I know. That's how it goes, dude. Freaking, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, always know what your friend's looking for. You know, we were able to find, uh, 
You know, this weekend we were able to put, you know, you said you were looking for She-Hulk. We were able to find sensational She-Hulk 1. Yeah, you, you, you brought up a bunch of them to me, and I really appreciate it, man. That was awesome of you, and freaking... Uh, hands down to Martin on that one, because he's like, hey, that little bit, that looks great, but, like, bottom part is kind of cracked on the spine. I don't care. But he he was still, like... You know, they see us coming, but, like, the honor that was involved, like, hey, just so you know... Like, he did that last time we were there. Like, hey, there's a little crease in your Miss Marvel and one. Don't care. But I appreciate it. Like, I would have... Like, I would I, I wanted to give him more money for it because he did that for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the hunt abides. Well, so how many uh, how many different series of She-Hulk is there? All right, so let me pull up my. There's now. All right, so this is kind of a little complicated. All right, so Savage Sea-Hulk, Volume One, nineteen eighty to eighty-two, one through twenty-five. Sensational She-Hulk, Volume, which is. Volume 1, because it starts at Sensational for this, 1989 to 94. And mm-hmm. 89 to February 1994, there's two different versions. Um, the first version is 1 through 60. There are 47 reprinted issues on that one. 47. Oh, like, now do you know why that's important? Like, like I was like, what the? Like, like okay. All right, pay attention. And then we are going to She-Hulk Volume 1, which is oddly sequenced from 2004 to 2005 it's uh 1 through 12 but then volume 2 which is dan slot which is december 05 to 09 which is uh 38 issues she hulk volume 3 um also uh marvel now 2014 to 2015 1 through 12 but the 2018 versions of savage slash sensational they did both Volume one, two, three, four. They mix them up. There's only there's, um, two, th- there's five of them. One fifty nine to one sixty three, and that flash forwards to, um, above volume four. That counts as volume five. It, it, it's weird. Um, volume okay. five is Marvel now, twenty seventeen, which is eleven issues, and now we've got She Hulk, which isn't actual any volume lettered. 2022 which is uh unfortunately issue number 11 just came out and freaking they've only uh got it up to 14 so i've got three more glorious months of some romance comics yeah like but that was like two hours of research but like i didn't even feel it like next thing i know it was like two in the morning oh wow yeah just just going down the rabbit hole. But, like, I got to say, that little bit of research was, like, it it eased my tension. Like, like when you're trying to go for, like, a full, full run on something, and then you, mm-hmm. like, bump into some freaking variant cover or some one-shot you didn't know existed. But it, it went deep into all the one-shots. Like, I'm not going to go to all of them. Like, freaking... Uh, there's Red She-Hulk where, where Betty is Betty Ross is freaking Red She-Hulk and that's mm-hmm. uh, 58 through 67. There's some cool variants I've got listed. The there's only one annual actually. Uh, Mortal She-Hulk. Uh, there's some digital versions of like um, the the Marvel Infinity books. There's three of them that don't exist in actual physicality. 
Also, they listed something that was important enough that there is a one-shot of Thing versus She-Hulk. Gotta have it! <laughs> Gotta have it! They, they had all those those little rabbit holes, but they didn't go so in-depth of just like, okay, Jennifer Walters and all these books. But um, How do you organize your list? I mean, like, uh, I, I know you got a lot of research going on this uh, on your list, but... Any in particular tricks that you do or, or places? Uh, not, like, not really, like, places. Uh, really, I just kind of – I have my stuff separated into three distinct sections. Let's hear it. Um, I've got my Grail books, which are currently sitting at – I got four Grail books I'm looking for right now. Then from there, I got a section for my bigger – for keys – you know, just like first appearances or certain books I want for whatever reason, but ones that don't stand out. And then from, or that ones that stand out for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I go into my, my runs. Like I'm looking for, like I said, right now, my big run right now is getting all of the first, uh, the first Iron Man. Yeah. That's 332 issues right there. And I'm 78 away currently, but I've also got, uh, Freaking! I've got Detective Comics. The I'm issues currently. I'm going for issues 500 through 550, as well as um, it ended on issue 881. I'm going everything from issue 800 to 881. Nice. That I don't have, and then the 300 issue run of Batman, and then S's and G's is the uh, the because uh, I've already got everything from. That's my uncanny, my uncanny X-Men run. I have every issue from issue 90, uh, 92 till 544 when the run ended, including Giant Size X-Men 1. Nice. So I have everything before that I am currently missing. And from to complete the X-Men run, I currently have from issue 1 to 500, uh, 544, I am 73 issues away. That's incredible. And uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up is because I called you because I've never really like the runs I have. Most of them are ones I got like from the beginning. Like uh, there's a couple mm-hmm. things where I have some big chunks that just came out of nowhere, like that huge Hellblazer run I got or mm-hmm. uh, not com- fully complete. But I've got one and then nine through like one oh nine, something like that. And then I've got most of I think I've got every single John Constantine book that's come out since 2007. I, okay. I, I don't fall asleep on Johnny. But uh, then there's books that, like Preacher, like I'm probably going to be paying $30 an issue um, for every single, like, I think there's 70-something of them, and like, okay, it's worth it to me. Uh, but I, I called you for, for some advice the other day, uh, but it was it was actually truthful advice. I wanted you, uh, if, if you don't mind, because I was like, well, you know, the hunt abides, but like, then there's times where like I might stumble upon like you know sensational one through fifty, but I just spot one eight twelve fifteen seventeen twenty through twenty five for you know a couple of bucks, and then then I stumble upon a lot like like there, there's a conundrum there, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, wh- what did you have more success with, if you don't mind recapping our conversation? Well, I mean, like, like I'm a big, I'm a big fan of finding them in the wild first because they're freaking ten to one. They're gonna be cheaper than buying them off of eBay or 
you know, online because you're not, I mean, if nothing else, you're at least not paying shipping. And that can, that can really add up if you're getting multiple books from multiple people. Oh yeah. You know, but you can, you know, you can find a good deal. You can find, uh, you can look at the books, you can hold the books, you can see what grade it is. Yep. You know, whereas, you know, and plus if you, you know, you establish a relationship with a buyer, you know, or like a store, you can, yeah, you can definitely make, you know, they're more apt to possibly work with you. Oh, yeah. And that's always, you know, that's always in comic books. That's always a good thing to have. If you've got a relationship with somebody that you could be like, hey, man, can you, can you work with me on this? You know, you never be like, hey, man, give me a deal. But, you know, you'd be like, hey, can you, could you work with me on this a little bit? I've got this. What do you, you know, would you yeah. take that for this? Good point. You know, like I said, I've got a, I got a guy that I'm getting some really early Iron Man from and. You know, he's been more than happy to cut me some deals here and there to, you know, get me these books. Because he doesn't, you know, freaking, you know, when I'm getting like, you know, you know, first 10 issues of Iron Man, you know, it's getting those at a, any kind of discount is, you know, definitely preferable. Agreed. You know, you know, see, so it, it definitely kind of, it kind of depends, man. Like if you're getting, if you can find a lot like you can find where you're getting uh, several books at once from the same dealer. It's definitely worth looking into, but like, even if you're getting like, you have all, you have one or two copies, but you're getting like 10 books. Yeah. eh, It's not really that big of a deal. Of course. But but if like you're getting like, if you can get if you can get, you can find a good deal online, you know, by all means jump on, especially, some of the, some of the older books are just if you get lucky you can definitely get a bid that uh is substantially a better deal. Like I I've got a book coming in right now that I'll bring up next week that uh we've definitely seen elsewhere in the wild for substantially more than I ended up paying for it. Nice. So that'll be uh you know but it really kind of it depends it's just kind of an you know Look around, see what you can find. If you're able to find stuff in the wild, nine times out of ten, it's going to be the better deal. But every now and again, you'll stumble upon something that you just kind of, you know, a deal you can't pass up online. Right. Obviously, some risk there, but you know, um, freaking. Uh, I think the only, I think the only horror tale I've heard from you was that damaged uh, first appearance of Jubilee that you got. Yeah, that was the only one that was really like kind of made me a little salty. It was just like, like it just looked like it'd been rained on. Man, so, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. I ended up finding a substantially better copy later on, anyway. Yeah, but that was also part of the code, though, man. Like freaking, you knew I, you knew like you know that first pinch of jubilee meant more to me than you, and that was part of the code. You got that phone call. I actually put a customer on hold. I saw you calling. And I was like, he knows I'm at work. This better be good. <laughs> and you're like staring at it. And freaking, you, you, you made sure I got it. So, again, the code, the hunt abides. But um, freaking, um, that's all I got for for all that, man. Um, great bet. And God, this, this is going to go down to the wire, man. <laughs> this is going to be nuts. It very well could, man. You never know. Hmm. We're going to have to coordinate that one, man. I'm, I'm getting off work. I think um, probably won't be able to start watching until 10. 
I don't even know if the like they'll even let you recap it. Like um, I haven't seen. I mean, like the WWE used to be able to do that in the uh, the network when the network was still working. Like it let you start from the beginning, but I haven't yeah. seen that anything on Fight lets you start from the beginning. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Especially if the rest is still I think alive. you definitely do. I think you definitely do the replay later. So yeah. Yeah, let's uh that's all I got for that man. Uh let's uh we only get a couple books. I mean um just uh before we take a little quick break, but freaking um Joe Fix it came out, we got Gargoyles, Doctor Strange. Uh, these aren't the books we're gonna be doing, but a lot of good books came out, but nothing like really to write home about. Ninja Turtles, Darth Vader, Undiscovered Country uh, Doom Patrol, uh, one of the books, I, I, I got it, but I, I forgot to read it, uh, Waller vs. Wildstorm, She-Hulk, Comics, uh, Carnage, Spider-Man, Scorch, um, new book called The Neighbors, but, um, we've got, the ones that stuck out to me, like, uh, definitely Storm, and the, uh, Brotherhood of Mutants, but, uh, I was really, uh, we'll get into it a bit, let's take a break. Cool, sounds like a plan. Cool. Who likes romance comic books? I like romance comic books. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ah, gotta go into the romance. So we just go and start with a snap. Boom. She-Hulk, number 11, man. I'm so sad, man. I got like three more left, but freaking... Uh, uh, Jennifer Walter started a fight club with Titania... The Thing. And as we got uh, Luke Cage and Danny Rand watching in the shadows, just waiting for their turn to get tagged in. And uh, we've got a, we've got a great fight at a construction site, man. The Thing is just, he's going for it, man. And, uh, well, Jennifer, she's got to go. She's got a previous engagement because uh, Jack of Hearts uh, messaged her. He was home. And uh, he's making some food and... They're just like I gotta say, man. Like, there's not much to it, man. She gets a she's it's it's like Sex in the City. I don't know. I've never seen that show. I, I guess I imagine what's like. It's a lot of good flirt. <laughs> Whatever. You've seen every episode. <laughs> I don't have the hardbound all pink, uh, entire sis. No, I don't. Hmm. I never did. It's a lot of good flirting. It's a lot of good flirting while she's trying to have it all in the city. Uh, I I like I like seeing romances develop, man. Especially when both of the people are devoted to the other, and that's what's going on. And Jen's doing her best. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day, but the artwork is nowhere. The interior artwork is nowhere near the quality of the 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 painted covers, man. Like, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, we've got uh, Rainbow Rel doing the writing. Andres uh, Ginolet as the artist. So I said Mexican first and then French. Uh, but uh, Jen Bartel doing the covers. Great digital work. But the artwork is perfect for what's going on. And great character development. Great investment in watching someone develop and having those struggles. I mean, like, I mean, I loved Spider-Man back in the day, but... I mean, I liked him because he was a uh, everyday Joe. Things went wrong for him, but he was also Spider-Man. 
And, you know, Jen may be gem-powered, but she's not the Hulk. She is a Hulk, but she's not... She really has to work at it. And I've just loved her story so far, and I'm devoted to completing this story. And I I can't believe how difficult it has been to, like, piece in all the, the freaking missing issues I have. I'm still needing two and three. Like, we've been to, like, nine stores, and I still haven't found them all. That's true. Uh, a lot of fun. We're dealing with Fantastic Four in this one. Uh, she's hired. Well, we're asked to come to. You know, obviously, she's a honorary member of the Fantastic Four, and someone's been breaking into the Baxter Building, and she's hired to, you know, be a lookout. And the guy that breaks in wins. He gets away with it. He gets away with it. He knocks her clean out the building. Clean out the building, man. She was supposed to be ace in the hole. Didn't happen. Straight through the uh, Armageddon-proof windows. Miss Jennifer Walters took a freaking 15-story plunge. Love it. Jeez. A lot of fun. Like I said... It's a really crappy backup plan. (laughs) They had everyone on guard, man, but she was the one that got dealt the, the crappy hand that she got... Face to face with the guy that managed to get into the Baxter building. A lot going on there. But, uh, freaking, uh. It's the ghost of Steve Ditko. Uh, unfortunately, he's like this really hunky looking, like, Zach Morris looking guy. So I'm hoping he's not the guy that's gonna, like, they're gonna hit it off and she's gonna cheat on. Like, like that's how invested I am. I'm, I'm like days of our lives invested. Please don't like this guy that you shouldn't like and cheat on your boyfriend. That's such a Samantha thing to say. Oh, such a Samantha thing to say. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever, dude. Like, listen, Jack <laughs> of Hearts is no Mr. I mean, Mr. Medium. God. All right. Yeah, you do it to yourself. You got me. <laughs> I know. I was dating a really hot girl that watched it all the time. I just happened to be there. I liked it for the commercials. You know HBO doesn't have any commercials. I wouldn't know. I didn't watch the show. Sometimes I really hate you. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> All right, your turn. Let's get some storm. Like, let's let me shake this off. Mm-hmm. Again, a very Samantha thing to say. All right, so we're in uh, year one hundred of the sins of Sinister. Sinister's been in charge for a hundred years, and we basically have this freaking space opera going on, even with the point where they, the opening page basically has the, uh, the, the text from Star Wars, the crawl. The crawl. Just like when Samantha crawled back to Mr. Big. <laughs> Dude. The... <laughs> 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 This, I don't even know if that was a thing or not. It, but it probably be. it it probably was, uh, but this like like they picked like the, the the graphic design on this on the crawl is really chapping me, man. They they pick 
Like, the only way to, like, truly read this is they'll have 3D glasses on for this, and it didn't even come with 3D glasses. It looks it looks distorted because of the colors they put behind the, the orange. And mm-hmm. and if you, if you zoom in, it's actually three different colors. It's red, orange, green, no, and bl- four, and blue. And it's, it's just disjointing. I don't like it. But it's an aesthetic choice. I'm glad they went for it. I don't think it worked, but it still looks cool. But the fact that it like uh, like I, I felt like I needed a, a new prescription for my glasses when I read this like kind of chapped me, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, we ended up on a deep space in a space station, and freaking Destiny is there, and she's meeting with freaking Storm's crew. Because basically at this point she's got nothing left because Mystique, who turned on them in the first issue, apparently joined back up later on and was murdered, gunned down. And she can Destiny can't live without Mystique, so she's willing to work with Storm and her crew to uh get to the Moiras and kill one. That way they go back in time to where Destiny and Mystique are still both alive and together. And we see that the uh, Cable's technovirus has gotten so much worse that he's basically half man, half wires. Was it wires? Why did she mention worms? Destiny mentioned worms, but I, I, it, it, yeah, I, I, it looks makes more sense thinking of it as wires. Yeah. You know, we see some people we haven't met previously. Like, I don't believe Ganna's been around before. Novar, I'm not familiar with. Cable's now officially known as X-Man. Iron Fire, we definitely met in, in uh, the last issue. Well, there's a there's a little rabbit hole there. That, is it Cable or is it X-Man? When was the last time? Was Either the- way, it's so... It's so- it's still it's either Nate Summers or Nate Gray, right? But even then, like it being X Men is a totally different thing, though. Like that's that's different. Yeah. But neither here nor there. I'm loving watching yeah. Mystique throw down with Hercules, a uh, chick Nova, and what a strong guy mixed with like I don't even know what's on his face. Looks like a no. That was definitely that was um. He's not strong guy. He's an alien. He was in the uh, the last series of X Men books. He's an alien, but he was one of the guys that was that Beast had captured on his um, on his the, the where he was doing all the testing. Yeah, he was he was on there. All right, all right, cool. But yeah, so they're gonna attack Orbis Stellaris and his a uh, his Death Spear. <laughs> his Death Spear. How did Copyright you, pending, obviously. How did you feel about all the Star Wars references on this one, man? Like, honestly, like I, I did, it kind of chapped me. I didn't like, like, when it comes yeah, to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, but I do kind of wish Colin was here to review these, <laughs> right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I'm not that big of a Star Wars guy either, but like, when you're taking a chance with such an experimental book that has never been done before, and then you yeah. you waste the whole issue on Star Wars it, it, like references, like. Where's the joke? Yeah. 
We've got X Fighters. We've got the Death Spear. <laughs> yeah. Freaking like it's it's. I'm gonna go with blatant homage as opposed to ripoff. Yeah, blatant but homage. It, it, but it's definitely an homage. Hundred percent. I mean, even like the uh, the logo for the rebellion is like an inverted version of the uh, freaking uh, Re- uh, Rebel Alliance. It's just same color, mm-hmm. just morph different. Yeah. But yeah, so we got uh, these three fighter planes or fighter jets. Trying to take down this Death Spear and all the people and all the uh, all its defense systems, but at the same time we've got one of the mutants is uh, I think her name was Cora if I remember correctly, but her she she has a power similar to Fabian Cortez's where she can enhance other people's mutant powers. Yeah, because we got and she's enhanced. We got X Man and X Fighter Gold, Shock Jock and X Fighter Blue, and Iron Fighter and X Fighter Red. And yeah, you can mm-hmm. see her powering everyone. And there's yeah, there's the wire. Well, she's she's powering Destiny, and Destiny's oh, able to yeah, yeah, talk, yeah. talk to freaking Cable, and right. let Cable know Cable's connected Four. to the other two people, the other two jets. So they're able to freaking Cable's telling them where they need to be. That way they don't get uh, you know they they don't get blown up. Right. And then we see Iron Fist. Sorry. Was it Iron Fist or Fire Fist? It is. Uh, Iron Fire. Iron Fire. And freaking out of nowhere. Freaking, um, I can't remember her name either. Jesus. <laughs> The fourth sinister clone. Yeah, the fourth sinister, the, the the hot chick that just shows up, and she's the she's the monkey wrench of all of this, man. Yep, and she's trying to test his uh, test his faith, and freaking, you know, he ends up, you know, still, you know, having his faith where it needs to be in Storm, and eventually. So they're about to get a. They're about to win, but uh, they end up murdering uh, Destiny. That made no sense to me, man. I mean, obviously we've got our other secret sinister of the. There's four because because Essex is dead, but there was four clones. That yeah, and Mister Sinister, Orbis Solaris, freaking uh, our ghost one. Doctor Doctor Stasis, who's in control of the and, Death Sphere. Yep. No, Orbis Stellaris is in charge. Is in charge of the Death Sphere. Okay, gotcha. Because he's he's the old one inside uh, inside the smaller sphere. Yes. So just give me a second. I'm gonna look it up real quick. It's just funny him barking orders with all these scrolls inside of a smaller sphere, and I mean. Is this like a, what sort of gambit are they going on here, man? Like, obviously, like, if I was going to, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, uh, freaking, that's where the, the, the Moira lab is. I mean, like, didn't they say that the, uh, the death sphere is freaking as big as a galaxy? Or, no, as a, as big as a solar system. 
And these guys are going in hardcore, man. There's only like four of them and freaking... All these orders are being barked and... I mean, like, I couldn't blame them, man. Like, of course, if you're going to have disposable crew, why not a bunch of idiot scrolls, you know? Yeah. But apparently... We got them. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, as soon as you get, you know, bleak, Storm unleashes her true power because on top of being, you know, one of the most powerful Omega mutants and able to control the weather, she's also the descendant of, of the... Uh, the second sorcerer supreme so she unleashes magic and freaking they open a wormhole that sucks in uh or the the death sphere <laughs> and traps her as a and un- unfortunately this is this ends up killing uh, this the the use so much of her strength that she dies. I, I gotta say, being a jaded comic reader since I was a kid, like, okay, she's dead, right? When's she coming back? Is she really dead? Where did she put her power? I mean, if she was orchestrated... Mother Righteous, what, Mother Righteous is the name of the, the fourth clone. Gotcha. The ghost one, yeah. The monkey wrench. Uh-huh. How do you feel about getting challenged for all this, man? Like, uh, I, I feel really fortunate. Like, uh, I felt fortunate when uh, we were, when I was first reading um, Powers of Ten and House of X, um, the, how Hickman really challenged us to really follow along, but he had a lot of cornerstones. Like, anytime something weird happened, he made sure that, like, it didn't feel disjointing. This is completely mm-hmm. disjointed. We have no idea what's going on here. Like, well, that's it's it's definitely different because we're not like we you know from issue to issue. There's so much change because there's freaking it's ten years in the future, then a hundred years in the future, then a thousand years in the future. Yeah. So like, like it's not bad, but I'm definitely kind of wonder if like is this going to have any real long-term effects? Hmm. Like we've definitely got these other three clones and that's awesome because that's something you could play with. But are there going to be any other actual long lasting effects with Canon based on this? Or do they just kill off a Moira and then everything goes back to normal? See, that's what I'm really truly worried about. I'm glad you brought that up because the more chances they keep taking, like I thought like, you know, just Kokoa was one thing. You know, establishing their own currency and becoming a world, like, you know, a leader. And then, you know, taking over Mars. And we've got Planet Araco. And then that got destroyed. And now they're going even worse. I mean, it, I just feel like the mutants are making bigger mess after bigger mess. And the more they do that, despite the fact that the stories are almost always really good, except for X Factor, which was garbage. Um, freaking, um, I feel like they're building toward going back to the status quo. And I'm hoping that one of the reasons that Hickman got fired was because he wanted to get away from the status quo. Like everyone always wants them to go back to Westchester. It's always back to Westchester. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that. Like, I'm hoping that we've gone so far that there's no going back. And 
whether or not some sort of semblance of status quo is established, I feel like it almost has to. Uh, but I'd rather not that happen. I'd rather more challenging X Men stories like this keep continuing. But it's yeah, it, it would definitely be fun to get away from, like just get away and do something completely different. Like I, I've enjoyed Krakoa so far. Like there's been some different different stuff. It's kind of really gotten back to being a fun X Men book. But there's definitely got to be, you know, you got to keep changing and evolving, you know. And that's kind of what a lot of books lack is every young, you finish an arc, you go back to where you were and you go on to the next arc. Yeah. And very rarely is there an opportunity for a legit change. You know, you get stuff like a killing joke, you know, for, you know, Alan Moore said, hey, I, I kind of regret going so far with it, but it legitimately had long lasting effects, especially with the, the character of Barbara Gordon. Oh, you know, it, cha- it changed her job dramatically and it, it had a long lasting effect that was important and, you know, really kind of, you know, changed the perception of what a hero could be for a long time with her being in the wheelchair and whatnot. Right. And she's still struggling you know? from the effects of them trying to fix her. Like that's not, yeah. it's not going to last. I mean, like mm-hmm. Night- Nightwing is like, I already told her I'll take care of you. Like it doesn't matter. He loves her, but we've accidentally gotten the "I love you." But uh, freaking, uh, let me ask you something. When you're reading mm-hmm. it, it, just uh, I'm not I'm not deviating to a different book to talk about a different book. I just same parallel, same frequency. I'm worried that we're getting such good Batman stories from Alfred being dead that they might actually not actually be able to bring him back without it being a total cop-out, sell-out, reset. Um, because what Tinian did after, like, we've gotten a pretty good, pretty decent books. I mean, I'm not saying that anyone's ever topped Tinian since Alfred died, but, I mean, like, One Dark Knight, I mean, like, freaking um, Alfred being gone, uh the 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 resonance was even throughout the uh, one bad day stories, like mm-hmm. I'm worried that the stories are getting so good that you can't bring Alfred back, in it for be a viable thing and and just not make everybody mad like the way when they killed Nightcrawler it was one of the most impactful X Men moments I've ever had, and then they bring him back in one of the most awful story arcs ever and. I mean, you get what I'm saying? I mean, do, do you worry about that sort of thing? I'm mean, like, am I, or am I just like just being paranoid? No, I think there's, I think there's legit reason to be like, if you're if you're gonna bring somebody back, there's got to be a viable reason for it, and it's got to make it's got to make sense. Like Alfred getting his neck snapped during the Tom, I think it was the Tom Taylor run, wasn't it? That he actually died. It was Tom Taylor right before Tinian took over. Yeah. Yeah, that was City of Bane. And yeah, City of Bane when he did it, but yeah, freaking uh, yeah, that was a that was a seminal moment. You know, that's a big deal. You know, we've done little things here and there where they've either you know forsaken it and used him, or they've uh they played it up like in uh I think Batman V versus Robin, and then they brought him back in a as a demon for a minute there, 
And now he's, or at least have somebody pretending to be a demon, a demon pretending to be Alfred. Right. And now we've like, got him back in the... Right uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. I got excited. I don't know, but I mean, they they kind of tease it here and there. But like, as far I mean, I think at some point they will bring Rob and bring him back. Better but be I good. think it's got to be, yeah. There's got to be a reason to do it. You know, they brought we killed off Damien in the uh, in the new Fifty Two, and they brought him back really quick, and it was really kind of convoluted. Yeah. Yeah, there's some bad fixes, man. Like in. You know, I just feel like I don't like being emotionally manipulated, and okay. especially I do not like being emotionally manipulated by bad storytelling. And what we're doing, what what they're doing in freaking, uh, you know, the story we're going through with Sins of Sinister. Um. Obviously, they're. Oh, they're going to continue to go things crazy, but the, the fact that they're jumping so far in the future, it, it begs the question that they're going to have to reset something and go back to some sort of status quo. I just, not Westchester. Krakoa, Araco, fix something and, you know, continue like these amazingly challenging stories. But, I mean, we're going a thousand years in the future next next week. Yeah. And, like, what they said, you know, like, you know, like, uh, the last uh, Sins of Sinister book, like, you know, uh, Sinister thought it would only be, like, five years until things are fixed. He said it's, like, four or five, something like that, and then now the jump is to a thousand, and we've just lost Destiny. She's mad enough to take her mask off, which she doesn't do, even when she's upset, and Mm -hmm. we get a tear, and they present Storm as, like, you know in her floating chair, all uh, Professor X. And um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. I, I like the challenge. I, I love the challenge. Whether I like the book or not, I'm enjoying every single challenge that they're throwing at us. Nice. Yeah, like I said, I think it all comes down to, I think if you're going to do these events, they got to mean something. Yeah, they really you do. Know, you've gotta, you can't just throw them out there to be like, oh, hey, it's the summer. We're going to do an event. Okay, cool. You know, Age of Apocalypse gave us some pretty, pretty great characters that came out of it. You know, Holocaust, Dark Beast, Blink, Juggerman, Blink, Morph, freaking, yeah, Morph. You know, we had a, you know, you had years of different stuff that really kind of stood out because of it. That's where the goalposts are. Goalposts are in my head to me of 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 the 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 event book. Was of all the event books I've ever read, I think, I mean, like, most exciting, most impactful, 100% Age of Apocalypse. Not my yeah. personal favorite, I mean, but it's up there. I mean, so it's in the top four. Um, yeah. No, it's solid, man. Like, you know, Nightfall's definitely a big one, but oh, of like, course. you know, but Nightfall's one of those ones that, like, has Bane ever been taken as seriously since you know they never like that was a huge way to debut and he broke the bat and like but it's kind of what have you done for us lately that was 30 years ago you know very rarely do we get a solid 
Bane story that you can really kind of sink your teeth into. You know, man, I barely like City of Bane. Like, the way they sprung that story on us so quickly, like, after the Riddler story, and then boom, mm-hmm. it's just Bane took over, the baddies are ruining everything, like, like there was no transition. Uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. Um, uh. and I'm not saying it was bad, but it certainly kind of took some liberties when it came to our suspension of disbelief and investing like jesus man like books are now like freaking like almost four dollars a book now like straight up Mm -hmm. and um we have our obsessions but like you know like give us the bang for the buck but but even then you know flash forward back then backwards back in the day like you know paying two bucks for a book when we were you know 12, 13 years old, trying to get, like, two or three, like, every month. Like, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. But um, I like what they're doing. I love the challenge. Uh, if anything, the best thing I can say to anyone, like, when people ask me, did you like the new Spider-Man movie? I'm going to tell them, yeah, I did. Because I don't want to prevent them from watching the new Spider-Man or whatever comic book movie is because I told them that it was bad. And then I prevent them from being inspired enough to, like, you know, maybe, maybe I might go to the store and buy a couple of books. Or, or yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. But I, what I can say is, this is one of the most challenging books I've ever read, and, and I really enjoy it. Awesome. Uh, Freaking last book I got, man. I know we went off on wrestling tonight, man. Like, like I said, there's like uh, issue four of Plush, uh, Joe Fix It, Gargoyles, Doctor Strange was issue number one. Just, just like we said, all of a sudden we're back to status quo. He's mm-hmm. back, Sorcerer Supreme, back from the dead. His wife is the Sorcerer Supreme of the, of the Dark Realm, and he's just making the rounds. He's literally making the rounds. He's making house calls. Uh, there's no great threat that he's handling, and we've got a solid book of back to status quo. He's on Bleecker Street again, and... We've got this uh, newer incantation of S.H.I.E.L.D. called WAND, which stands for Wizardry, Alchemy, Necromancy, Department of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, Wong, Wong is heading it. Um, As he should be. Of course. And um, the little B story on this one was pretty fun. It was more Wild Wild West combined with some psychedelics. Um, it was all right. Um, Definitely... The painting on the cover alone was worth every penny of it, but um, you really didn't need to know too much about Doctor Strange about this. I I definitely think it's a really good starting point. Um, If you get the uh, app uh, for Marvel, it'll point you in the right direction for key issues. Same thing with DCs. But um, freaking... There's other books that are a little bit more challenging, like an indie book like Dawn. Like, you know... um, it's Cry for Dawn number one is like probably by number two or maybe number three of Grails. And, okay. And freaking, it's hard to understand it because the guy that writes it is a really hardcore pagan. Uh, it's it's rooted in a lot of uh, Icelandic magic and Wicca and just just all around pagan. And you get these stories like Three Tears or Lucifer's Halo. And, like, okay, why does she keep going for the same guy and in different 
realms, different times. Uh, the book is based on an idea that she is the goddess. And depending on what form of paganism that you're keen to, um, it, it's kind of disjointing because it incorporates a lot of different occultism and mysticism and spirituality. And which one do you get? Which one speaks to you? Uh, it's got a pretty common theme, but it incorporates a lot of different things. And when I mentioned this earlier, that I wish I'd had this book. Uh, I, I do have it. I never. I, I, I remember buying it, but I, didn't, I don't remember reading it. It came out in 2010. But it's called Dawn Not to Touch the Earth. And it's a key issue, but it's not a key issue in the sense that it's something that if you don't have this and you're not the ultimate Dawn collector or, you know, it's the first appearance of such and such, it's a key issue in terms of how to, using a key to open a door or a lock. Okay. I really wish I'd had this book, that he had made this book, Lindsner had made this book, Back in uh, freaking, this is part of the ethos of the Grail Diary. Cry for Dawn came out in 1989. Oh, wow. And her first appearance is technically the cover. She was kind of more like the Crypt Keeper uh, introducing stories here and there, but she didn't introduce every single one. Uh, the first actual true Dawn story was in drama in 1994. And then, like, that wasn't even fully Dawn. But the first true Dawn was in 95 and 96 with 60 stories, but led into Cryptid Dawn, which threw back to more of the storytelling ways as they did Cry for Dawn, where it was just random stories. And then, finally, he goes full-fledged into Dawn. Uh, last one was uh, 2013. Uh, sword, uh, Swordmaster's daughter. But if you stumble upon any, any of Lindner's books, uh, I highly suggest you make sure you get not to touch the earth because if you read this one, it'll make everything make so much more sense. Uh, in complete juxtaposition of what we're talking about, about how very little makes sense of what we're reading in in uh, Sins of Sinister where we mm -hmm. know the characters, but we don't know what's going on. It's, it's so disjointed. The key issue, if you want to read some Dawn, not touch the earth, have some good times, find the books, find the graphic novels, do whatever you do, just buy the books, find your locals, they will hook you up. Um, man, I can ask Martin if he's got any, like, Craft Dawn books, on, uh, or just Dawn books in general I haven't seen. Um, that's all I got for this week, man. Uh, we got the Epic Bet going on. We got New Era coming up again. We need the, the butts in the seats. Uh, Eye of the Storm, April 8th, NewEraProWrestling.com. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah, man. Go for it. Yeah. Guys, this is Minefields. It's late at night. Tony Morales, Joshua Michaels signing off. This is dangerous, and this transmission is over. Don't forget to tip your waiter. Hit the winner.